You're listening to the regular podcast from Pete the Vet's blog. This was first broadcast on East Coast FM. Pete Wedderburn, our vet is here. Pete from uh, Brave Vet on Old Connor. You can see him on TV3 as well on various programmes there. And he's a very busy man. He was over at Crufts last week. We've got some questions in for you, people. Just tell us about Crufts. How, how was it? It was very interesting. It was, and it was quite a controversial show this year. Um, the first thing to say about Crufts is it's not, ju- it's not just like the dog show that everybody thinks of, the, you know, the best of breed and all that sort of stuff with dogs with haircuts and... Um, looking very fancy and exotic. It's not just that. It's also about dog agility, dog behaviour. Um, it's about dogs, therapy dogs, dogs for the disabled, um, medical dogs, dogs that can sniff out cancer and dogs that can tell when people are going to have epileptic fits. And there's also a huge commercial exhibition with all kinds of stuff for dogs. So it's, there's a lot to Crufts. And I'd say to anybody with interest in dogs, it's well worthwhile flying over on a day trip because it's at the NEC, which is literally um, a couple hundred That's yards Birmingham, away from Birmingham. It? It's right beside Birmingham Airport. So you, you can fly to Birmingham Airport and you're there, you're at Crufts. So it's a really easy place to go to for a day trip. And you, you, anybody who likes dogs will get a lot out of going to it. But there was a controversy this year because the Kennel Club for years have been saying, look, we're all about happy, healthy dogs. And that's our, our mission. Um, and they've been criticised by programmes like the BBC um, documentary, Pedigree Dogs Exposed. They've been criticised because they've been seen um, to give um, great prizes to dogs that are clearly unhealthy. So this year, what the Kennel Club did is they finally put their foot down a little bit and they said there's 15 dog breeds that are criticised because um, their body shape is, 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 is abnormal and is prone to being unhealthy. So those 15 breeds, we're going to have an independent vet check the dog that wins the best of breed section. So for each of those breeds, we're going to have a vet. We're going to let the judge choose the one which he thinks is best. And then we're going to get our vet, or not our vet, an independent vet, to examine that dog and make sure that it's healthy in certain key ways. So they did this. And in six of the 15 breeds, the vet failed the winning dog. So the vet was essentially saying, this dog is not healthy, despite the fact that it had been chosen as the best one to represent its breed. So hold on, there was this show as usual, the owners put forward their dog, the dog did all they were supposed to do, and then the vet said, let me see if you're healthy. And the healthy is based on what? They weren't ill, were they? Or were they just no, no, bred I'm, in a different way that they should be? Or, well, or they actually, they, they were specifically, there's a, a very specific list of four areas of concern that the vet was assessing. And that was eye disease, respiratory problems, skin disease, and mobility problems. So dogs with wonky hips or whatever. So those, the vet basically inspected specifically each of those areas. So for example, a dog might have... Um, scarring on its eyes because of interned eyelids and if 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 a dog had that that scarring um is something that's been caused because of the shape of the dog and and scarring in the eye means that the 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 hairs in the eye have been rubbing on the eye which is clearly an uncomfortable thing and clearly that dog isn't healthy so if a dog had scarring in the eye that was caused by eyelids rubbing on the eye, that dog would be rejected as being, if you like, unhealthy. Unhealthy is quite a strong word to use, I, I suppose. I mean, well, what's the criteria for picking the dog for it to get into this group? The criteria to, to, to pick the dog is that it's the dog which most closely resembles what's called the breed standard. And the okay. breed standard is what the Kennel Club the Kennel Club has a written description for each breed of dog in that, the, you know, the head should be this shape and um, the eyes should be like this, the nose should be like this and the legs and so on. So there's a specific description along with photographs of what absolutely every breed should look like. So the one which most closely resembles that is the one which wins best of breed. 
And it also helps, by the way, they don't bite the judge. So in other words, they have to have a good temperament too. They have to be a nice-natured dog. And, you know, they, they generally are magnificent-looking specimens. And um, But the, the thing is, what may be missing slightly from the Kennel Club um, breed standard is specifics like this, that if there's a fold of skin that's prone to dermatitis or if there's um, interned eyelids rubbing on the eye or if there are, um, you know, if there's a, um, hips that, that, that are, are painful because of arthritis, then, you know, that might not be in the breed standard. So that's why this extra vet check has been done. Now, of course, the owners of those breeds, when their dog was disqualified, it was basically taken out of the system. So it could no longer go on to win the best in show. So for them, this is their dream being, you know, they're given their dream, your dog's won best of breed, and then, whoops, the carpet is pulled away from underneath them and the, the dog is rejected. But are these new rules? These new rules, yeah. And was, was everybody year. informed before they came that there would be new rules? Or were they just they were, sprung no, upon? They were, and indeed, the unfortunate thing is that some of them had had vets check their dogs to make sure they were healthy. But the thing is, it's, it's an independent vet checking the animal on the day. So on the day could be different to a month before and you know it's it's it, there's always going to be it's a bit like a referee isn't it a bit like when remember that try was disallowed against Ireland the, the try um, there was a penalty against Ireland at the end of the Welsh rugby match yes. and afterwards they said actually it shouldn't have been a penalty after all that doesn't mean that you go back and say well the referee was wrong basically in a dog show like in a, any sports match you basically say the referee the judge um, the person judging on the day that, that is the independent vet it's his decision and that's the end of it and it's unfortunate if you disagree with it and indeed, sometimes he might be wrong. But it's a competition. It's not a life or death um, situation. It's not like a, uh, somebody's going to be sent to jail for years. It's not like there are light, you know, life-changing consequences if the judgment is wrong. So you just have to accept that's the thing on the day and that's the end of it. And it's all for better animal welfare. That's the point. It means that genuinely you can stand up and say... Kennel Club is doing good work in favour of happy, healthy dogs. And I have to say, up until this has happened, you know, it could be argued that the Kennel Club wasn't trying hard enough. Now, the Kennel Club will really get, you know, it's been supported by people who've opposed the Kennel Club up to now. This year, they're saying, good on you, Kennel Club, keep up the good work. So that's very positive for animals. Okay, very good. Uh, Pete, um, we have a, a text in here. We tried to, to ring to get more clarification on, on the text. Uh, but not to worry, we'll proceed with the question. Anyway, uh, what can I get for a dog? Dog with dry skin, constantly scratching. I suppose we can take out from that that it's not essentially fleas, though maybe it could be, but the fact dry skin is alluded to. Well, dried skin in itself doesn't cause itchiness. However, um, dried skin would be a suggestion that the skin isn't as healthy as it should be, and sometimes skin that's, that's not as healthy as it should be is more prone to problems like allergies and things like yeast infections and one thing or another. So... I would say that the first thing to do is, I mean, lot, if the dog's itching a lot, they ought to take the dog to the vet, clearly. If it's, you know, if it's got red raw patches, the dog needs to go to a vet. If it's just got dry skin and it's a bit itchy and, you know, it's not bothering it that much, then what they can try to do is to change the diet. Um, the diet has a massive impact on the quality of the skin. So if, if you feed a cheap, um, poor quality diet, your dog is far more likely to develop dry skin than if you spend more money on buying a high quality premium type diet that's got the, the, a better level of quality ingredients and better levels of things like essential fatty but acids. But there could the be something within the food generally, I mean, intolerance in to what? Wheat or something like that? It could, be, it could be a food allergy as well. That is a possibility, although that's quite uncommon. It's more likely that the diet is low in essential fatty acids and that that is a. So sometimes, for example, you. you you can either put the dog onto a high-quality diet, okay? Go to a vet clinic or maybe a pet shop and you say, give me a good quality diet for my dog's skin. The vet will then give you a diet designed to optimise skin health. You can do it that way or you can buy 
um, an oil supplement, like there's a whole bunch of different ones out there. There's one called Viacutan. Um, there's, there's a whole bunch of them which are essentially a combination of fish oils and plant oils designed to be optimal for the skin. So you can either go for the good quality diet or you can give the oil supplement. Whatever you do, you will see no difference at all for about six weeks. But after six weeks, you will see the dog's coat begin to shine more. It just look like a healthier skin. And I will sometimes see a dog coming in and they just look, they're just almost glowing with a healthy coat. And I'll say to them, I bet you're feeding your dog on a high-quality diet, and they certainly are. It does make a big difference. Really? Yeah. Is there much difference in price then between these two? Oh, yeah. I mean, I think you could buy, I don't know, you could buy a cheap bag of food for a tenner, and if you want to buy the premium quality of the same thing, you could spend more than twice as much. So, you know, it, 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 the price does vary a lot, depending on the quality. Okay. I mean, people always think that expensive means somebody's making more profit, but that's not actually the case. Expensive can just mean good quality, the best possible ingredients are going into a product. All right, well, one more here, Pete, uh, before we go. This is from uh, Mark and Bray. Uh, hi, Vet. That must be you. Uh, hi, Vet. Uh, why does uh, my dog roll around in other dogs' poo? Ooh. Yeah. Uh, does I this happen? Know, it happens quite common. Other dogs' poo is a, is a bit less common, thank goodness. But dogs will often, if they're in the countryside, they'll find horse manure, they'll roll in it. They'll find fox poo, they'll roll in it. Dogs oh. love rolling in smelly stuff. Now, it's hard to know what's going on inside dogs' heads because they can't talk to us, but simply this, they live in a world of sense smells. Smells is what they adore, and for them, for what, what for us is a disgusting smell, I think sometimes sends them into ecstasy. They just adore it. So if you find some, it's like us, I can't imagine what the equivalent is, but it's like if you saw a big bed of, uh, a big soft uh, mattress full of um, feathers and you just wanted to dive in it and roll around in it and it'd be great fun. That's what it's like for dogs. They just love it. Now, there's a theory that perhaps they're using this to disguise their own body scent um, so that they can uh, um, sneak up on on other animals kind of um, without being seen. That particularly applies if they roll in cow poo or sheep poo, which is one of their possible um, prey um, animals. But I, I'm not convinced about that. I think it's just something which Basically, dogs like doing it. The owner doesn't like it. What can you do? What, all the owner can do is is um, keep the dog on a leash, or perhaps if your dog's pr very prone to doing that, get a long rope leash, one which extends to maybe five or even ten metres so that you can stop your dog from doing it. Um, the other thing is a good old hose down when you get home. I mean, I'm sorry, but it's as basic as that. Right, okay, so you're, you're fighting a bit of nature there. Yeah. All right, sorry about that, Mark. <laughs> you can't train a dog not okay. to do it. Okay, don't bring your dog around our house, okay? That's <laughs> <laughs> uh, Mark and Bray. Thanks for that, and to our previous uh, texter as well. And don't forget Animal A&D on the road, which is on at half past seven tonight on TV3. Excellent, and uh, Pete is involved in all this, the the uh, going around different parts of the country, and of course they had a special report on the horses, which was quite shocking mm. as well. Thanks very much indeed. Pete Thank Weatherburner, you. vet from Brave Vet.